This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey there, listener. We got new merch, baby. Merchandise, merchandise, merchandise. We got shirts. We got stickers. We got masks. We got pillows. We got sweatshirts. Mugs for your coffee and tea. Uh, Phone cases. You name it. We might have it. I don't know. We don't have everything, but we've got a lot. Yeah, it's a website Uh, that has things. But it's got our logo and stuff on it. Yes. And you can find it at tcgte.com slash merch. That's where all of our new merch is. So uh, check it out. And we're, we're going to have new designs up there soon as well. But right now we got uh, some pretty cool designs, if I do say so myself, because I made them. Yeah, we won't have new designs until we sell out of these designs. So you better buy these up, too. Well, they won't sell out, Tim. They're, they're, you know, they'll make more if people want them. Buy them up, sell them, make sure they're sold out. They're not sold out yet, but you uh, you better act fast because they're they're selling out very quickly. I'm told we have very low stock. TCGTE.com slash merch. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, I am feeling jolly. Oh, because of the 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 Christmas season, the holiday season. Yes, Tom. Uh, what's so jolly about you? you? Got a big belly now. I haven't seen you in person in a in a minute. I mean, to be honest, yes, <laughs> probably bigger yeah, than everybody the last does. Episode. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Who cares? I mean, yeah. I don't care. I just don't want to be like horribly unhealthy oh i thought you were gonna say i just don't want to be teased by children well children i don't see children i don't leave my <laughs> home but i could see getting teased by you yeah yeah i died uh, a bully give you a little poke yeah like the but Pillsbury no, that's, Doughboy. you know what <laughs> what i think they gotta retire that 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 i think uh, they maybe have guy. retired him it's a fun poke he's not even that heavy I mean, he's he's round. Honestly, it's more to do with his posture than anything else. Yeah, same with me, to be honest. <laughs> he's just staying, his back's like too arched. You know, it's like yeah. the opposite of uh, like hunching over. Like I hunch, uh, everybody hunches. That's why I get Instagram, it's just ads for like devices to stop hunching over. It's like, like they know they Instagram knows from the way that you're holding the phone and looking at maybe it. Maybe they do. I wouldn't be surprised. And it's like ah, there's a the posture of a hunched man. The the angle that the phone is at right now. Show him this ad about you know a little gadget he can tape to his back and it'll shock him whenever he's hunched over. Yeah, I'd rather have bad posture than get shocked every ten <laughs> seconds. I mean, the thing with good, I would love to have good posture. 
But good posture always feels weird. That's the biggest thing that you have to get over that you don't look like a weirdo when you're standing up straight. I always think I look like a weirdo. My thing is when I have good posture, my the expression on my face changes. <laughs> like uh, it's it's almost as if like a more smug expression than normal. Not smug, but serious. I feel oh. like oh, I'm standing up like a grown up is supposed to, so I think my face should res- reflect the fact that uh, I'm a serious grown up. Right. And Nobody when you wants want that for me, they're like, "Hey, the world loves a clown." When you want to uh, let your shoulders down, slouch and have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, that's what I do on the weekends. Uh, but why are you feeling jolly? Uh, oh, uh, as I said earlier, the holiday season is upon us. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited for the holidays this year, although mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not really it's not really any different from the rest of the year. Yeah, um, well, it's a day to get presents. It is, but like I feel like it's going to be limited in presents this year. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I I tried to get you a uh, gotta go flamingo. Uh, when they were $20 online, but I couldn't get one, and now they're back up to 30 and that's too much money for that kind of thing. I accidentally almost bought a, a Gotta Go Flamingo because I put it in my cart um, when we were recording, <laughs> and I was like drunk. checking something else out? And then I was checking something else out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've had that happen where I'm like ordering like a you know, new multi-pack of toothpaste or something. I'm like, what's this in here? Uh, uh, it's a gotta, it's a it's a f- toy flamingo that poops on a clear toilet. It's a, it's a 4K Blu-ray of Demolition Man. <laughs> I didn't I didn't mean to order this. I mean that's cool. And also these days, what does that cost? Like six dollars. 4K Blu-rays, man. They're they're relatively inexpensive. I keep getting tempted to. Well, I mean, we'll be talking about this episode because now I have a 4K Blu-ray player. So I'm like, oh, I gotta get a 4K Blu-ray. But I can't think of the last time I've watched a movie more than once. You but know? what about those special features, baby? They don't even really do special features at this point. Alternate angles? And they don't do the alternate angles. That never Interactive menus? Interactive menus are there. Um, Chapter markers? Those are the special features I'm in for. I think, especially because so many of the... Uh, uh, you know, the movies that I would want on like a 4K Blu-ray are, you know, movies from like my childhood or whatever that I've watched a million mm-hmm. times, like Back to the Future. And it's like, no, nah, there's no more special features for that. <laughs> like, they've put out every deleted scene, every behind the scenes. They've talked to everybody and interviewed them and asked them every possible question. Like, the, the, And the only thing that happens <laughs> is there's always like a, a, a new like you know, every five years they throw on another recent interview and you're just like, mm-hmm. Christopher Lloyd's not getting any younger. This is actually <laughs> kind of just pretty depressing to watch. Right, and it's like, I don't think, that, you know, any fun new stories came to Christopher Lloyd in the last five years about a movie he made uh, almost 40 years ago now that, that he's uh, going to share on this DVD. 35-ish years ago, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of, uh, like, Tom, my, uh, I bought a 4K Blu-ray player as well mm-hmm. um, on March 12th, uh, 2020, um, as I was leaving work, my office for the last time, <laughs> yeah. and I was afraid the world <laughs> like, was going to fall apart. like, I better stock up. 
Well, I was just like, well, when like I stream everything, everything yeah, I do yeah. all day, every day is is dependent on the internet. And with the war, with the with the plague coming, when the internet goes, what am I going to do all day? <laughs> right, because that will be your biggest concern when society devolves to the point where the internet's not working. I wanted to at least be able to watch, you know, all I have are like Arrested Development DVDs from <laughs> right. 2005. I guess I didn't need a 4K Blu-ray player, but, you know, it'll play those DVDs. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to say uh, you were afraid of like a, a, a Twilight Zone episode. Uh, what was finally time time at last, the Burgess Meredith one where he... Uh, he he's oh. all alone and has all the books he can finally read and he breaks his glasses that yeah. you were afraid of a situation of like what if the only physical media left are 4K Blu-ray Blu-rays that everybody left everybody looted everything else all the mm -hmm. DVDs and Blu-rays are gone but you have these so I thought maybe you, you bought that player just in case of that scenario yeah I mostly I don't know why I was just panicking yeah, I didn't buy toilet paper, but I bought a, a 4K <laughs> Blu-ray. Tom, I've been watching a lot of Christmas movies lately. Oh yeah, and that's been getting me in the in the holiday mood. Yeah, and that's why I'm jolly. I went to Rockefeller Center uh, last night uh, to look at the the tree. Were the Rockettes there? The Rockettes were not there. Uh, uh, Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld were there filming uh, the new Hawkeye show for Disney Plus. Is that why you went? <laughs> no, I honestly had no idea. And uh, I mm, went with... You're not the kind of guy that like does things. Like, oh, I'm going to go to <laughs> Rockefeller well, Center for the Christmas tree. I, w I went with my girlfriend and, and it was her friends. They meet up. They do this like every year. So they were doing it this year. Yeah, but um, on any last, other year, last if Jeremy year, Renner isn't there, you would say... Go screw to your girlfriend. Well, no. Last year, I had to record this show with you, Tim, and it, it nearly cost me my relationship. No, that's not true. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I just happened. I'm like, oh, they're shooting something over there. And I thought, oh, they're shooting the Hawkeye thing in New York. I bet that's what that is. And uh, sure enough, it was. Did you see Jer Jeremy Renner himself? No, I, I saw like a, a one light and a sign for craft services. Wow. Did yes. you follow that sign and, and uh, get yourself a, a you know, I don't know, turkey wrap? No, the last time I did that, I, I did get caught and yelled at for, Who cares? Uh, for taking a bagel. <laughs> no, because it's more fun if you don't get caught. I mean, but who cares if some PA yells at you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You you don't like being yelled at. I don't like being yelled at, especially being yelled at fairly for stealing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think the the way I see it, and I would always do this uh, during college um, in in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. um, they were filming a lot, like right always right around this one dorm I lived in this one year. Mm -hmm. And there well, were you times lived in the dorm from uh, Sex in the City, if I recall. Yeah, uh, the uh, I don't know. I don't know any Sex in the City references. Uh, Miranda, you lived in Miranda's dorm. I lived in Miranda's dorm. Is the joke? So now cut out you feeding me that line. <laughs> okay, Just got it. I'll do saying. that. In the I edit. lived in Miranda's dorm. Um, 
but there I'll were put times in some where space I've space for laughs there too, so people don't miss the next thing you say. Standing ovation, Tom. <laughs> and well, people are like, gonna give you a standing ovation, but they might be physically... your money or your life. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm thinking right. There's, and then people laugh for like 15 minutes. <laughs> yes, that's uh, whose joke is that? Jack Benny. Yeah, because okay. he was playing. He was. Uh, he was. He he played a tightwad, Tom. Right. Right. And everybody who was alive in the 50s likes to tell you about how that was the funniest thing that ever happened. And then you were just like, man, life was depressing in the 1950s. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a good joke. But yeah, I, yeah, I but they frequently were like, heard that people were people like. People laughed for a month straight. And, you know, they, yeah. they closed the schools and, and declared a national <laughs> holiday because people were too busy laughing. It was a Jack Benny's joke. Yeah, President Eisenhower uh, himself uh, didn't leave the White House residence because he was incapacitated from laughing too hard. He was too busy laughing. He couldn't meet with any uh, foreign dignitaries. Jack Benny. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I would get held at the door of my dorm when I was trying to leave and go to class, and they'd be Mm -hmm. like, oh, they're filming. You can't leave. Yeah. I was a prisoner in my own home, Tom. Right. No, I I have no problem walking through a set. I'll if it's a show that I like, I'll I'll give them like a little leeway. But otherwise, yeah, yeah I've, that I don't mind getting yelled at. And if I genuinely have somewhere to be, if I don't have anywhere to be, sure, I'll I'll hang out for a minute. But yeah. when I do, and then somebody's yelling at me for not listening to them, yeah, then I'm I don't mind getting yelled at. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, done- so I would. I've never done that and then seen a craft service table because that would be perfect. <laughs> oh, that was the thing. I would always pass the craft, ser- craft service table after that, so I'd always help myself to a coffee and a Danish, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I would get uh, bagels. Yeah. Uh, pretty sweet. Pretty cool deal living in New York City. Hey, that's what happens when you're when you're in the heart of it all. You get to visit film sets and take food. Living in New York City in 2001, it was pretty cool, Tom. <laughs> um, anyway, you ever see the movie uh, Jingle All the Way? No, I don't think I've ever actually like sat down and watched it. <clears throat> this is this is one of the the films that I watch. I've been I've mm-hmm. been we've been watching like a movie a night, Tom. We are we are wow. getting so in in uh, the holiday spirit. Jingle All the Way mm-hmm. deserves to be a holiday classic i think uh, i think in some people's book it is i think it's unfairly maligned as a uh as too goofy yeah i think it might be because conan o'brien in the 90s would they there was a big joke right when yeah they'd have the fake arnold schwarzenegger come on and mm-hmm. you would uh always talk like about talk about all the jingle way. all the way <clears throat> tom this movie is legitimately hilarious. Sinbad's in it. Uh huh. Phil Hartman's in it. Sin- Sinbad's in uh, poor health right now. I think so. Yeah. Keep him uh, in your thoughts. I've, Sinbad is hysterical in this movie. Tom. Yeah. It's weird because it's 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 very much a kids movie in that like, it's like even more of a kids movie than Home Alone. Uh-huh. It's it's like just like junkier. It's a it's right. a level junkier than that. Like a level more like Disney <laughs> Channel instead of like Disney theatrical movie. You know. <laughs> yeah. But at one point, uh, 
Sinbad, you know, there's a crowd. the The premise of the of the movie is that uh, th- there's a there's a hot toy that all the parents mm. are trying to get on Christmas Eve, um, and everybody's storming a, a toy store, and uh, Sinbad falls down and he gets like trampled by all these people and he starts yelling, "Rodney King, Rodney King." <laughs> yeah, it's a weird joke. Yeah, just a reference to uh, yeah a, a recent event at the time. Yeah, and uh, in the IMDb trivia, mm-hmm. turns out he uh, he improvised that line. Wow, wasn't in the original script for Jingle All the Way. And now, did he get writing credit for that? The I don't uh, co-writing. Think so. Wow. Well, that's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, I- I'd be interested, Tom. I think you mm-hmm. should watch Jingle All the Way and let me know what you think. Okay. You're not gonna do it, are you? No, probably not. <laughs> What else are you doing? Just watch Jiggle all the way. You like Home Alone, right? Yeah, I told I like, you about that. And I like you didn't tell me about that. You you didn't know about that. Oh, I told, you dumb son of a bitch! I saw Home Alone so many times in the movie theater, and you told me about it. I didn't need you to tell me about some movie that came out thirty years ago. All right, Tim, this week we're talking about some, something I heard earlier when I proposed this topic to you, Tim, that you you had literally no idea what I was talking about. I have no clue. Like you said, I thought you were joking when you uh, suggested this as, as, as a topic to talk about. I don't about. joke. Yeah, we know. Uh, You're not good at it. You've tried in the past, and it hasn't worked out well, so you stopped. You make me sound <laughs> sound like uh, some kind of Joker esque character, Tim, uh, up on the stage with my with my book. Nobody laughing at my jokes. Are you referencing the film Joker? I've no, I've never seen it. Tom, what is the topic? <clears throat> Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> yeah. Do you and not even I, know what that refers to? I, I assume the year 2077. Okay, you got half of it right. Cyberpunk, <laughs> some sort of internet punk rocker. Uh, you're not you're not too far off actually, in a way. Why? All right, here's the thing. Uh-huh. You said I want to do the episode about Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. And I said, okay, just so you know, I have literally no idea what that is. Uh huh. And then you wrote, it's a game, Grandpa. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's fine, Tom. I'm not saying, like, we're, both of us are pushing 40 years old. Mm hmm. So I'm not here saying, look, you're 40 years old and, and, and all you care about is video games. You're a loser because I don't think that's true. I think that's 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 what some people say to to right. be edgy. But yeah, and I think on the other side of it, mm-hmm. look, I'm just not into video games. Right. And I think it's acceptable for an adult who isn't interested in something not to know about a new uh, a new game that comes out. Oh Jesus, Tim! If I knew me teasing you was going to cause you all this uh, heartache. God, Tom, I've, I've asked. <laughs> this is a little simple many, ribbing. Many times throughout the the decades we've been friends for you to just stop t- 
teasing me constantly. Well, you make it easy. You make it easy and you make it fun, if I'm, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, Tim, it's a video game. Classic uh, Tom episode, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, classic Tom episode. Uh, I thought maybe you had heard of it just because, you know, there is got like a tremendous marketing budget. So there yeah, are but bill- where would I see that marketing? <clears throat> Billboards? I don't I don't read a Game Cube magazine. What was the Game magazine? Game Pro magazine. Game Pro magazine. Yeah. Tim, it, well, I'll tell you what. It might they might have even had ads in Rolling Stone. Wow. Yeah. That's how big of a game this is, Tim. It had uh 8 million pre-orders. <clears throat> Okay. Is that a lot for a video game? Yeah, I mean for something that's $60 uh at at least, you know, not including I think the 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 collector's edition was $250. Uh I don't collector's know. Collector's edition of a video game. It came with uh a statue for your home. Did you get the collector's no, edition? No, I didn't get the collector's okay, edition. Right. Uh a statue for your home and like a I I think a book. And, you know, some other uh, little knickknacks, little doodads. <laughs> Maybe even some digital items. So it comes with toys. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, you know, uh, $60, uh, $60 a pop, $8 million, that's roughly half a billion dollars just in pre-orders. Yeah, no, I'm glad that they're making a lot of money off of it. Uh, my my question was more like, I have no idea what a successful video game does like if yeah. you told me like no the last you know <clears throat> halo game had 15 million pre-orders i wouldn't know if that was good or bad either <laughs> but uh, i guess that would be really good yeah yeah i mean i think uh you know it, it's like movies where it all depends on the budget mm-hmm. um you know you can you can make a, a small indie game and sell a hundred thousand copies and that could be huge if you have a one person team. Right. But I also I'm I'm not I'm not I don't care about uh profit. Again, I care right. about the the um popular like it's it's standing in popular culture when I yeah. ask that kind well, of Well well yeah. So much like movies, uh you know, this is a very big budget game. So eight million is is impre- very impressive, but also, um, you know, th- they were looking for that type of. I think this exceeded their expectations a bit. But if the game sold like one million copies, they'd be in trouble. It right. would it would lose money. Um, <clears throat> Where that wouldn't be uh, the case for you know a smaller game. All right, one more question. Yes, and then we can the wrap table. up the episode. I saw in your Instagram story, mm-hmm. um, and looking back, I think it was about this. You got yes. a video game, and you thanked someone for the video game? I thanked them. They gave it to me for free. Why'd they give it to you? Because I told them that I, I I would trick you into doing an episode about it. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Did you tell the, the game company that we would do an episode? Yeah. I said, give me, please, 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 please give me the game early. And I and I promise you, I'll find a way to trick Tim into doing an episode. No, no, about without it. the tricking, is this, is, is did no, you trick I got, me into it? No, no, I got, I got 
I got a free copy of it a little early for being a, 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 an online influencer, Tim. I influence people. Why? Just because you're um, verified on Twitter? Uh, yeah, that, I'm sure that's part of it. But probably my personality is probably most of it. What? Did you have to apply for this status with them? I had to click a button for, on a on a, like a site that I'm already a member of. How did you sign up for the the site? By signing up and and linking my social media and proving that I'm an influencer. What other information did you have to give them to prove that you're an influencer? What do you mean? What else would I have to do other than that? You just you didn't have to be you didn't have to be like oh I have a podcast I, I well that's uh, part of what I linked to yeah you linked to the podcast yeah, yeah that's what I'm li- asking yeah well that's not social media yeah it is podcast is social media no it's not but all right so what 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 did you, you link to your Twitter your Instagram uh-huh. Uh-huh. this podcast <laughs> yes what else uh I think that was probably it huh yeah. You got a free video game out of it. Yeah. And uh Is this also how you get all those um downloads of free first run movies? No, no, that's um I know a uh pilot that gets them on the pilot. on on the planes. You know, they have the the movies You're playing winking. on the playing on the planes and my pilot friend he he slips me a copy of those. <sighs> But anyway, this was a game I had already pre-ordered long time, like a year ago. Uh, but then they did. However, and and you'll see that does not necessarily influence my opinion of the greatest game that I've ever played in my <laughs> life. Um, no, but so anyway, I guess like a quick background on this game. You're you're familiar with The Witcher, right? The Netflix series. I've heard. Uh, yeah, I, I I haven't seen any of it. So that's based on, I guess, technically, if you go, it's based on a book, a series of books. But those series of books became video games, uh, three Mm -hmm. different Witcher video games. And those video games became huge, uh, you know, kind of uh, at least video game cultural phenomenons. Um, And it's this company, CD Projekt Red, based in Poland. They made those games. They made this new game, Cyberpunk 2077, is the first non-Witcher game they've made. So there was a lot of, uh, you know, hype around it because of that, because they are known as a very, uh, like, uh, a very good development studio that's also, like, very uh, consumer-focused. So this isn't uh, part of a franchise. This is a new... Well, so, but that's, uh, it is... Because it is based on a tabletop role-playing game called Cyberpunk 2020, which is mm. this year, uh, that came out in 1990. There was a, a Cyberpunk tabletop role-playing game in 1988, but two years later, kind of like a revised version came out called Cyberpunk 2020, and that was like the definitive version. And then that spurred a bunch of like lore books, like, you know, uh, peripheral content, I would say. Um, So eight years ago, this game was announced. It was a big deal because it was like, wow, this studio that makes uh, these Witcher games that people really love is partnering with this franchise. I guess not even really a a property 
that has only existed in a really like a tabletop RPG, but people who were into it loved it and they were going to make a new thing, a sequel to that, to that. Uh, yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, you know, takes place 57 years later. And instead of a tabletop game, it's an immersive video game. It is. It's an immersive video game. And are you familiar with the cyberpunk aesthetic? Not really. It's basically but it's like the movie bl- Hackers. No, it, it's basically the movie Blade Runner. Okay. Which you that's have pretty seen. much the that's pretty much the the movie Hackers. Also, it's not pretty much the movie Hackers, Tim. The fashion is very similar. It's uh, yeah, okay. I'll there's maybe a guy give named Zero Cool in both. <laughs> there's not a guy named Zero Cool in both. Tim, stop starting rumors about the movie uh, Blade Runner. I've told you that multiple times. We're gonna get in trouble, Tom. Uh, I watched Blade Runner for um, our other podcast, Books the Podcast. Uh-huh. Available on patreon.com slash complete guide. Yeah. Um, I don't think I let on at the time. I did not really care for that movie. No, really? Well, you don't like Harrison Ford. I like Harrison Ford just fine. Like well, what? Grump. I, I wouldn't <laughs> want to like hang out with him in real life. <laughs> I can see you hanging out with Harrison Ford. Him just You're both in his house. Well, what do you want to do now? <laughs> no, if I get if I get freaking uh, upset with you teasing me, I wouldn't last a freaking <laughs> an afternoon with Harrison. Oh, no, going Ford. back to the fridge. Don't you think you've had enough? Oh, I'd be I'd be drinking to excess. Is that what you're saying? No, eating eating wise. Oh, okay. And he's also got that very skinny wife, that famously skinny wife. Yeah, I mean, she's also a talented actress, Tom. Yeah, but I'm and just... And a, a damn good lawyer, from what I understand. <laughs> was she a lawyer on that show? I think so. Wasn't that uh, Allie McBeal was about lawyers? Ah, maybe. I thought it was about dancing babies. I mean, that was a, that was a big part of it. And they had a unisex bathroom. That was the big thing that everybody hung out in. Is that true? I think so. It was like a big deal that they had a unisex bathroom. And I, yeah, well, it's the 90s after all. But I don't think people, and people didn't necessarily hang out in it, but I think they like ran into each other and had conversations in it a lot. But back to Blade Runner. Did you, what about the aesthetic of that movie? What did you think of that? that um, I think that was the main reason why I didn't really like it. Really? Too cold. Uh... It's it was in Los Angeles, Tim. It's uh, temperate you there. You know most what of the time. I mean. Um. Well, so that that's the cyberpunk aesthetic. Um, mm-hmm. Blade Runner leans more in the the colder, like brutalist architecture vein of it. But mm-hmm. basically, cyberpunk is like what did people in the eighties? Not everybody, obviously, but people in the eighties think the future is going to look like. Like, take the 80s and then put that into the, you know, uh, the, an alternate timeline of, like, where that style more or less stayed the same. Uh, what would the future look like? And it's a dark future. Um, that's, that's another, you know, part of cyberpunk that it's dark uh, and usually focuses on... Um, like cybernetic enhancements, the the melding of person and machine. So people with, you know, different types of uh, implants, 
uh, maybe they're they're tied into a you know that they've they're part computer themselves perhaps even mm. um and that like mega how does that happen you know a baby's born and a doctor's like now i'm gonna install a computer <clears throat> no you baby. do it once once you're fully grown once once you've you you can uh provide consent for yourself to have these things happen tom if apple made augmented reality um lenses that could be surgically installed onto mm-hmm. your eyeballs would yeah. you would you get them installed not if they like announce them tomorrow because it would be like well nobody's really done anything close to this yet yeah but in a year from now in a year from now yeah sure why not cool i trust them they've never led me wrong before apple yeah corporation i guess they haven't led me wrong but sometimes my phone stops working for days at a time <laughs> yeah so sometimes your eyes would stop working yeah yeah close them or, or, or force restart them well and that's part of what you know these ideas because in cyberpunk uh usually and especially in cyberpunk 2077 things aren't perfect you know people get these these augments done to them but that doesn't necessarily mean this technology has been perfected and it is without flaws right and people go to different extremes some people in this game some characters you know they're basically cyborgs at this point or they've had you know like the top part of their head removed and replaced with something uh and then some people are like nah, just put like uh you know uh maybe you can put my credit card in my hand or something so i don't have to take it out of my wallet that would be hey that would make my life a lot easier if you had to augment your body or if you had the opportunity to augment your body the way that um people do in cyberpunk 2077 um what would you do i would give myself a huge This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by AuraFrames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an AuraFrame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these AuraFrames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an AuraFrame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. 
Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Uh, Tim, another aspect of uh, the cyberpunk aesthetic is uh, the idea of megacorporations, of uh, the, the world being kind of run... Uh, through, you know, you think we've got big companies now. No, like bigger, way bigger and, you know, more consolidated. In fact, uh, in Cyberpunk 2077, it takes play. The, the timeline has changed or not changed, but like the last like significant worldwide event was the fourth corporate war. Mm. So there are wars, actual wars between corporations. I, mean, I feel like you'd be into that idea. It's very like anti-corporate. And again, comes out of the 80s where, you know, this idea of like, wow, these global corporations sure are getting big and powerful. Yeah, but all this, I mean, to be honest, this is just kind of depressing to me because <laughs> we are on the trajectory <laughs> towards, you know, 2077. Yeah, the, this actually being a reality. It's not yeah. like... Man, in this uh, mixed-up science fiction future that that doesn't <laughs> resemble our our present good, day. Good thing at we all. dodged that bullet. Yeah, it's a, yeah no, I, quite the opposite, Tom. It bums me out to think about because we are we are on our way towards this. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's what I you know well not the only thing I like about it, but I like that because I and again as a genre, you can use that to speak to. You know, the the best genre, genre fiction is speaking about current day events, uh, but, you know, through the way of either projecting that out into the future or being like, what if uh, corporations were dragons? Wait, corporations are dragons? That's in this? that has nothing okay. to do with this, but I'm saying, oh. you know, other genre fiction can can do that. Yeah. No, but like <laughs> if I was reading a book about 40 to 50 years in the future Mm-hmm. Um and the earth was ravaged by a a, a changing climate that was yeah. inhospitable to to human life in uh in certain areas of the world that are highly populated right now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, "Wow, this is a cool way to um <laughs> to make well, a comment about how we're not doing anything and this things will actually definitely wind up this way. Yeah, but maybe that will finally spur you to take some action. Eh, recycling's <laughs> for the birds. Um, so you just you don't like any kind of art that is not uh, happy and cheery. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I just I just don't. Uh, 
when it comes to I, I'm not a big fan of dystopian future. Mm. Yeah. Stuff. Okay. I mean that like another aspect to uh especially like the world this game takes place in is the idea that human life has been cheapened, you know. It's similar to something like a RoboCop, uh mm-hmm. you know, how how human life is kind of cheap in that movie. Um it, it, that's also the case in this. But also people have kind of uh people with money at least have kind of escaped death uh, because of all these, uh, you know, advancements in uh, cybernetics and whatnot. Uh, One of the, one of the things in the game is uh, there's this, uh, I I believe it's essentially a company called trauma team and you have a membership, a trauma team membership and there are different um, plans, you know, like silver, gold, platinum, and basically, this is the replacement for healthcare. Mm. So, if you are like a trauma team platinum member, and say you got like attacked by a gang or something like that, a uh, hella something or other, like a futuristic helicopter type thing, flying car thing, would like come down. Guys with guns would like come out and you know stop whatever's happening to you load you on that helicarrier and like fly you off to a hospital and like save your life. And they would, you know, if you're a platinum member guaranteed, we'll be there within 90 seconds. Like we're monitoring your health through an implant at all times. And if we see you're in trouble, a team is dispatched right away. Now, if you're a silver member, well, it might take 10 minutes, but, but we'll get out there and we might not send as many people. So you're saying if, you know, even if there was something that was, you know, a, a major threat to the health of millions of people, mm-hmm. and you were either rich or politically connected enough, right? They would come and get you in like a helicopter and whisk right. you off and give you treatment that nobody else has access to. Oh yeah, like so, like say you were in a a, a car crash or something, and there were four people in the car they would take you and leave everybody else behind because if if they weren't uh platinum members or whatever right and if you were like if if there was a some sort of global pandemic and and you were <laughs> and you were infected with the virus um you would be able to get treatment just by dint of you know who you are and, and who you know and how much money you have that other right. people you, don't have access to you'd be taken to the best hospital Right. Uh, possible and, yeah, and given, that, I ex- mean, given experimental treatments that aren't available to the public yeah monitored yeah, this, uh, 24 hours like a, a day really uh interesting future <laughs> um <clears throat> there is also um uh, is that you know, the, on the website on cyberpunk.net that i'm looking at right now oh, that's nice that they got the dot net name in there I mean that seems that that's the cyberpunk aesthetic, right? Oh, 100% .net is cyberpunk. Yeah. Um one of the missions is steal the implant that grants eternal life. So it's not magical. Right. It's it's, an, it's, it's so that it's know, a prototype. It it's it's like it's it's like a product that's offered though. Yes. It's a prototype okay. product. Uh that's that's what the game is ultimately about. That's your ultimate mission. Um, 
Yeah, and it will grant you immortality, basically. I don't. I'm not far enough into the game to know what that uh, what that looks like or whatever or, or how it works. But yeah, that's that's the ultimate thing. I guess it's like secretive too, because obviously, if people knew, oh, there's an implant that will make you immortal, well, everybody be clamoring for it. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I, I wouldn't will... like to be immortal, Tom. I don't want to die, but <laughs> well, I don't. So how do you square that, Tim? I don't know. This is this is the tension in my life. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, I don't think I'd like to be a mortal, but I'd like to decide when I die. Maybe. Yeah, like I I don't want to die, but like. But that's how you, this. Yeah, ask me when I'm 105, what I think about the matter. <laughs> right. Um, I but I, this is kind of the perfect thing because, like, yeah, you don't want a magic spell cast on you or be a vampire, and then it's like, well, no, you're just always alive no matter what. But yeah. this, you know, an implant, I'm sure you could just be like, ah, flip the off switch. It's got a big light switch on the outside of it, <laughs> nice. which honestly, it makes it uh very tough to live with because you're constantly worried about that. You're always like holding your hands over trying to protect it. Like, I don't want anybody's. But the, you know, and you put some tape on it, hoping yeah, you know, nobody's gonna like flip a, it. When uh, like around a boiler, when there's like a switch, yeah, don't turn that, this like, off. It controls. Yeah, and they put like a, a a piece of metal around it, so you can't yeah. just bump into it and accidentally turn it off. You could get that. That could be one of the cyber implants that you get. <laughs> just a piece of metal wrapped around <laughs> the, uh, wrapped around your immortality switch. Sheet, sheet metal, yeah. Yeah, you can just go to a local high school uh, metal shop and ask them to bend some sheet metal to put around your. Uh, yeah, I'm a DIY guy, Tom. Yeah. Um, this game's also got a lot of uh, uh, not a lot, but it's got some celebrity involvement, Tim. First and foremost, Mr. Keanu Reeves. Really? Maybe you've heard of him. Jonathan Wick himself. Jonathan Wick, Johnny Mnemonic, which is takes place in a cyberpunk future. Um, Ted I, I read, Theodore Logan. Yeah, I read something recently where like, uh, I forget the number, but it's something like a dozen movies, like more movies than not. Uh, Keanu Reeves' character's name is John in it. Hmm. Yeah, makes you think. Well, he plays a lot of everyman, even though he is obviously not an any man. He's Keanu Reeves. He's better I mean, than was, all of us. That was the that was people's problem with Jingle All the Way, Tom. That uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is this. Uh, yeah, Austrian muscle man, and uh, he's playing some put upon suburban dad schlub who's just trying to get his uh, son a Christmas toy, and nobody ever uh, acknowledges it. Yeah, but I think his physique is key to the climax, the climactic scene of the movie. Um, and I won't spoil it for you because I know you're gonna watch it. Okay. Uh, well, I mean that's also what happens in True Lies. He's supposed to like work at a computer company or whatever. And his job's so boring that his wife uh, has an affair. Yeah, but that that's all a front, right? Because right, he really has it, an exciting life in the movie. But I'm saying at the same time, he's gigantic. <clears throat> that it's also like, well, Jamie Lee Curtis, don't you also notice that your husband spends four hours a day in the gym <laughs> to maintain that kind of physique? I think... What are you saying? Jamie Lee Curtis isn't smart? I think she just wasn't, uh, you know, paying enough attention in that movie, at least. Mm-hmm. She must be smart. She's uh, uh, 
She found that yogurt that'll keep you regular. And if that's, well, that's not all yogurt now. I feel like they just put those probiotics in every yogurt now. You think it's even probiotics? You think it's just, uh, you know, like uh, X-lax they put in yogurt? No, because I think it, it, it promotes regular. All stuff. over, yeah. All yeah. right. Um, yeah, I feel like in the 80s and 90s, it was like a big running joke of like, man, Arnold Schwarzenegger keeps doing these comedies and what an idiot because uh, he's not a comedian. I don't think I've seen an Arnold Schwarzenegger comedy that I don't think is a very funny movie. Yeah, that and in the 80s and 90s, what, 50% of the comedies that I watched and enjoyed were were Arnold Schwarzenegger movies? It's yeah. like, yeah, he was in most of the comedies. So yeah. Joke's on us for living in a society. Well, where and especially casting. like uh, uh, family-friendly comedies, mm-hmm. right? Like, I I would guarantee you, and this is no slight to him, but uh, if you put up uh, the comedy, like, 90s comedy records of uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger versus um, uh, Robin Williams, percentage-wise, I bet Arnold comes out on top for, like, uh, you know, funnier movies. <sighs> I don't know if I can agree with you, uh, just because of a... Little movie called Flubber. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I'm. And look, Mrs. Doubtfire, sure, that's gonna knock him out of the park. That's really gonna pull up the average. But I'm right. just saying, like, Robin Williams was in some clunkers. Although I really want to rewatch Bicentennial Man. I don't think you do. I think yeah. I you think know you what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a double feature. <laughs> Jingle all the way, Bicentennial Man. Bicentennial Man, I remember as like a kid seeing that movie and it kind of uh, fucked me up. That's cyberpunk right there. Oh, 100%. Like he's a robot that eventually becomes a full-blown man and yeah, then goes a... to like court to establish his like personhood. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because he's fallen in love with the little girl that he was, uh, you know, bought to like take care of. But now she's nah, a full like grown. Well, now she's a full grown woman, so it's fine. But it's still kind of weird. No, it's still weird if you if you've if you've yeah. known. <laughs> it's legally fine. It's morally. It's not legally fine for a robot to marry a human <laughs> of any age. <laughs> Tim, you're not gonna fit uh, fit in at all in this cyberpunk future. I've got bad news for you. So what does Keanu Reeves do in this game? He plays Johnny Silverhand, another John. Um, Is the Silverhand a gun that has been... uh, No, it's a robot hand. Oh. Uh, Johnny Silverhand was in a band called Samurai in uh, 2020, but he died. And Johnny Silverhand was a big, like, like, fuck the corporations type guy. He dies... Somehow he winds up inside your head. I haven't gotten to this point in the game yet, but he winds up inside your head as like an implant. But you see him like augmented reality style and he's talking to you a lot. This game has also a ton of uh, it has. uh, I was looking this up. Four hundred and sixty six hours of voiceover. Hmm. Uh, Is that a lot for a video game? Yeah, it has the word count for like the script is five hundred ninety thousand four hundred and eighty words. Five. How much is a book? The average book is probably between eighty and one hundred twenty thousand words. Okay. 
Uh, and the it's example like five books. Yeah, the example I have here is uh, the Lord of the Rings, including The Hobbit, is five hundred seventy-six thousand words. Hmm. So it's more than all four of those books put together, and those are big ass books. Please don't if, curse. If you know what I mean. Uh, but uh, in this game, they got uh, uh, the band refused to play uh, Samurai, Johnny Silverhand's band, and and record a bunch of music as Samurai. Oh, that's cool. That that is one of the cool things they did. They got like a few different uh, artists. They got uh, Grimes and Run the Jewels and uh, ASAP Rocky. Rocky. Um, but in the game, they are. Um, uh, not them, you know, they're given like a different identity. It's like when Pearl Jam played the band Citizen Dick in Cameron Crowe's singles. Exactly. It's just yeah. like that. Or it's like uh, uh, when Garth Brooks played Chris Gaines. Right. I think that's actually where they got the idea, to be honest with you. I know oh, most good art is inspired uh, by Chris Gaines. Um, also in this future, speaking of music, uh, oh, and there's like a ton of music in this, uh, uh, the, the score is seven and a half hours long. The soundtrack is 10 hours long, uh, 150 songs. And like those songs, uh, I think in a lot of places it's like playing in stores and stuff. Like it's not, they're, you know, just playing uh, like you know, all the time or whatever. Uh, but in 2077, Tim, I want to know your thoughts on this. Jazz is the new classical. I mean, I guess that makes sense. So, like, rich, sophisticated people listen to jazz. I mean, rich, sophisticated people listen to jazz in 2020. It's true. But uh, but I was wondering, I was like, uh, you know, uh, 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 what happened here? Did, uh, the the guy from uh, oh god damn it, I can't remember anything. Uh, what, was what was that movie with uh with uh, uh Ryan Gosling where he's real into jazz? La La Land. La La, 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 La Land. Land. <laughs> oh, I thought it was L A L A Land this whole time. No, La La Land. Uh, but I was like, oh, who's in charge here? Ryan Gosling from La La Land. Cause he yeah, because he liked jazz. He was real into jazz. Um, what I don't, uh, you know, where this doesn't track for me mm -hmm. is that um, classical music um, is so precisely written and, like, performed. Right, the opposite um, of jazz. Good yeah, jazz, Yeah, jazz is all about, uh, about kind of improvisation at heart. Yeah. So well, it's just like, you know, you're passing down these charts. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe. What kind of charts? Oh, like the the music charts? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're not they're listening to it recorded. Okay. They're not playing. Well, people do that in 2020, Tom. People have done uh, well, that. Well, I'm just saying that it, it's even Come more out on prevalent. Compact disc. In well, in, in 2077, on Tim, they're certainly not listening to compact disc. Maybe some. How are they listening are. to music? I think it's just all in in you know an implant in their head. Dark future, Tom. Or maybe it's played out over the loudspeaker, but they're listening to it with cybernetic ears that that hear everything, that hear all those uh, you know uh, little imperfections in the improvisation. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why jazz becomes the new classical. 
because everybody's got these cyber ears now. And they, they want to hear something that's not necessarily so perfect to remind something them that's human. of their humanity. Makes a lot of sense. Um, I think they were just like, well, what, what would be the old music? Right. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> jazz is already pretty old, so it'll be really old by then. Um, now, I do want to say, and this is, this is what I alluded to earlier when I, when I said I'm not a shill for this game. Um, this is an insanely buggy game that is, was not ready to be put out. <laughs> Borderline unplayable. Oh really? Borderline yeah, maybe. Yeah, may, maybe I buried the lead there a little bit, but uh, but it's a uh, uh, difficult to play because the game is in such a rough state. And now, what makes this especially uh, confusing is that this game was delayed three separate times. So it came out this week, and that was the fourth release date it was given. And this game was originally announced in 2012. Right. 2012. Yeah. Well, that was like when they started, or like when they well, when they, you know, the, when they made it like, public. Like, the, okay. hey, this is what we're working on. So presumably, they had already started working on it. They weren't like, and here's the trailer for the game we're gonna start working on tomorrow. Right. Um, but it was originally supposed to come out in April, and back when the pandemic hit, people were like, you know what? It's fine because this huge game is coming out. This huge, insanely immersive game that I'm just going to be able to sink like a hundred hours into uh, is coming out. So I don't even care. Uh, but then it got delayed till September. Uh, and the big problem is that when it got delayed in, from its April release, they said the game's done. It's ready to go, but we want to polish it. Uh, we could put it out right now. It would be fine, but we really want to bring the experience to the next level. So uh, we're pushing it back to September. And then in September, they said, well, the game's not ready yet. We're going to push it back to October. And then in October, they said, the game's not ready yet. <laughs> we're going to uh, push it back to November. No, I'm sorry. September, November, uh, December. So it was supposed to come out in November. And then November, they were like, uh, "We the game's great. Guys, it's so great. It's really good. But we really, really just want to make sure it's perfect. So we're going to spend a little more time. And also, this company said that they were like very against. Are you familiar with uh, the fact that within the games industry, there's this idea of crunch? No. Yeah, uh, it's horrible. It's this horrible like culture around making games that in the final months of making the game, everybody essentially has to work like 90 to 120 hours a week. Oh, I have heard this. Like, yeah. not well compensated. No, uh, no, yeah. not not given overtime or anything like that. That's just like an accepted thing of like, well, right before the game comes out, everybody's going to have to work all the time to to you know get to the finish line. And they said, like a year ago, we are not going to do that to our developers. We're not that type of company. And then they were like, well, yeah, I guess what? We're going to have to do that. And even, even though we're making our employees work six days a week, which by, the, by that point, they had already been working six days a week for a while. Um, 
the game still had to be delayed three times. And then when it came out, it is borderline unplayable. It's so buggy. Now, this will receive updates, right? Yeah, exactly. It will receive updates, but at the same time, it's like, oh, cool, updates. So that means even though the game's out, these people still have to work six days a week. Yeah. Uh, That's why they under really... even more pressure, under probably like people attacking them online for the game being in this state. I mean, it's also, I think it's hard to make a video game. It's very hard, and especially during a pandemic when presumably a lot of this work's being done remotely. Now, um, where are they located? Poland. Okay. And especially when uh, it's this massive of a game. Uh, full of this many choices and little um, places. And also this game was essentially released on nine different platforms at once <laughs> because of all the different, um, you know, uh, Xboxes and Playstations. Nintendo, There's... Super Nintendo, <laughs> Sega, Sega Genesis. Well, you joke, but the thing is, you know, now last generation, there was Xbox One S, Xbox X. Now there is also Xbox Series S and Xbox Series X. PlayStation mm -hmm. 4, PlayStation 4 Pro, PlayStation uh, 5, uh, PC, Stadia, which is Google's streaming thing. I, mm -hmm. I think that's all of them. But it's like a lot of different platforms. And the thing is, essentially at this point, if you have a super expensive uh, computer, like multi-thousand dollar computer rig, the game's like unbelievably beautiful, but still buggy, but looks amazing. If you have a base uh, PS4 or Xbox, which is by far what the vast majority of people playing this game have, it looks like garbage. <laughs> it looks like... A really bad just like super low resolution really muddy uh the frame rate's terrible uh so it's like very choppy mm -hmm. uh and bugs i'm happen. not an idiot tom i know what frame rate is uh uh and there have there have been uh i guess like one also they've had so much time to work on this game there have been uh oh uh, well, let me go through this first. Uh, one of the bugs right now, and this is one of the one of the the uh, like big things of this game, is that you can customize your character. You can make your character basically whatever you, however you want to, however you want it to be. And it's a little controversial because I think they thought they were being trans friendly by letting you. Uh, you know, decide if your uh, your character had a masculine or feminine voice, regardless of what their appearance was, and mm -hmm. to change their their genitalia based on what their appearance was. But then they labeled the voices male and female, so it's like, oh, well, you didn't talk to anyone. <laughs> uh, like right. you you tried to kind of get credit for being trans friendly, but Ian you know talk to somebody who is like well no don't label it that way just say masculine and feminine that's that's the way it should be um but you can pick uh penis or vagina and then you can pick your penis size uh mm -hmm. three different sizes there is currently a bug affecting uh a, a seemingly a number of people where uh the your penis goes through your clothes at all times <laughs> Why are 
why is the the penis a, a, a discussion here? Is like in is there a time when it's not a bug and you're pantsless? Yeah, I think so. I haven't gotten to that point in the game. Now, also, you can just like turn that off. And you can just be like, no, I don't want any nudity. If my mm-hmm. in those scenes where my character is going to be nude, no, they're in their underwear. That's fine. Um, but prudes in the house. Oh, and I think also I, I'm playing as a male character, so I don't know. But uh, I think as a female character, you can also adjust the size of your areola of your of your nipples. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's the kind of immersive game it is, Tim. But then sometimes also your, your penis. And now let me also say, you can only pick between three penis sizes, small, default, and large. Uh, and I think also people were disappointed there where they were like, no, I want like a slider and I want to be able to just, you know, go, go wild here with, with things that aren't even, uh, believable. Mm hmm. Uh, but the penises are circumcised and uncircumcised. You can also customize your pubic hair. I know you're wondering about that. Yeah. Different designs, different colors. Um, and there's also a problem with uh, the fact that there's no warning in the beginning of the game about uh, people who suffer from epileptic seizures. And there's apparently a part in the game that your character gets like a, a thing put on their head, like a headband. And it flashes lights in such a way that if you're prone to seizures, it might make you have a seizure. And uh, the the person, the reviewer who, who first noticed this was like, this is actually remarkably similar to the headband they use at a doctor's office <laughs> to induce a seizure in a controlled environment. <laughs> like, it's kind of wild because like, yeah, of course that's going to, you know, in the game, I think it's like, oh, this puts you into virtual reality or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, unfortunately, that person who pointed all this out also gave the game like a glowing review, such a glowing review that they were like, yeah, I had a a, a pretty bad seizure playing this game, but uh, it's a really good game. So I kept playing, <laughs> even though that happened. Uh, but because they pointed this out, uh, they have been attacked online uh, by well, Tom, gamers. It's about ethics, I think, in, in, <laughs> in gaming journalism. Uh, and attacked in especially horrible ways where people have sent this person, uh, it, this person, it's a woman, but I'm sure that had nothing to do with it, uh, sent, sent this woman videos uh, that would, would induce a seizure, you know, as uh, disguised as other things, hoping that, uh, she would open them up on Twitter and have a seizure, which is a real nice thing to do to a stranger online. Yeah, and and the company it's even it's even a mean thing to do to someone you know on online. <laughs> nah, it's just a funny goof if it's somebody you know. No, yeah, of course well, you not. You did it to me. Um, and of course, like you know, the company responded, and they were basically like. Oh yeah, we you know we have like the standard warning, but like you're absolutely right. There should be a warning in the game. You know, uh, we're going to put that in in an update. I think actually it's already updated on like the PC. It has the warning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I think they might have even said like, you know, we're also going to like put a toggle in or whatever. So you can like turn that off. Uh, so not only are you warned, but if you're prone to this, you can make sure it doesn't happen while you enjoy the game. Hmm. Uh, and that's 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 uh, Cyberpunk 2077, Tim. How, uh 
How many hours have you logged uh, in the cyberpunk future? Only about two and a half hours so far. Okay. And now I will say I'm absolutely loving it so far, but I have a PS5, and that is handling the game pretty well. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not noticing this, but when I went to play the game today, I got about 15 minutes in, the game crashed, and I was very mad. <laughs> uh, Tom, uh, can I ask a question? Yes. Was this game made by Jim Brewer? Why is because that? it sounds like it's half baked. If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgte.com. You can uh, follow us on Instagram, tcgte. You can follow us on Twitter at Complete Guide. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. You can follow me at your pal Tim. Jim Brewer was in the film Half Baked. Yeah, no, I remember he was in the, yeah. Uh, you can also support the show by, hey, check out our new merch, tcgt.com slash merch for all that fun stuff that we spoke about earlier. Uh, also, our Patreon, patreon.com slash complete guide for our secondary show, Books of Podcasts, podcast about books. We are reading Nothing Lasts Forever, the book that Die Hard is based on. Uh, right now, you get the, the newest episode, part three, and all the back episodes. Also, check out our sponsors if you're interested in the wares they provide. Uh, so, Tim, at the end of the day, do you think this is... Oh, you know what? I was going to be like, oh, are you going to play this game? You're not going to play this game. Um, I mean, how would I? I have a Nintendo Switch. You can get the Google Stadia version, and then you can stream it. You can play it uh, streaming. My computer has struggled the last couple of weeks recording this podcast. <laughs> uh, even that, you'd be fine because it, it just streams in a web browser. It streams okay. like Netflix, essentially. Um, so Do you I get play- to control the characters? Yeah, you, yeah. You okay, get to get- then why wouldn't then why wouldn't everybody just play it that way? Uh, because if the performance is like is so perfect. Because you you do need a good internet connection. Oh, well, I don't have that. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess you can't play the game. Good. Go good. out and I buy a very anyway. ex- go out and buy a very expensive uh, computer rig, and then you can play it. But I wanted to go over some of the uh, slang, some of the future slang here with you, and see what you thought <laughs> okay. about it. All uh, right. The the replacement for like bro or dude in the future is chum or chumba. Chum or chumba. Yeah. So if, like if like I saw you, I'd be like, no, no, no. So if I like, well, I saw- that was that was uh, that was Barack Obama's. Uh, he was part of the chum gang. Oh, was he? Uh, that- when he was smoking weed back in college. Yeah, that's what that oh, was. Oh, nice. There's a, a group of boys who loved basketball and good times. Hey, I don't really like basketball, but I like good times. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, if I if I saw you on the street in the future, I'd be like, hey, what's going on, Chumba? Okay. Um, yeah, it's still, that's still, I wouldn't, I would never say that to anybody. Well, you think it sounds like Goomba. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but it's Too not Chumba. To me, it's Italian-American. <laughs> Um, they call money eddies. Eddies? Yeah, it's short for euro dollars, so eds, eddies. Mm. I'd be like, you son of a bitch, you owe me ten eddies. They should call them uh, flaccids. Why? Because ed. 
Oh, because of erectile dysfunction. Yeah. I don't think people want to call them flaccid. I think Eddie's is Eddie's is like bucks. This game seems very penis focused. (laughs) That's true. Um, uh, Huskle. That is hired muscle. Huskle. So like a bodyguard or something like that. Mm -hmm. But like, do do they say huskle or hustle? Huskle. So it's like uh, they're... You can't get to that guy. He's got Huskle all around him. It's like if Popeye was was creating (laughs) that that word. Yeah, well, Popeye... I didn't mention Popeye's in the game. Oh, man. Yeah. Popeye... If if the cyberpunk aesthetic was Popeye, I'd be... I'd be... (laughs) Call me uh, Zero Cool. (laughs) Um... Uh, uh, the uh, slang for girlfriend boyfriend is input output. I don't like that. Uh, if somebody thinks something's cool, they say it's Nova. It's Nova. Yeah. That's no. That's not gonna catch on. That's not gonna be what really happens in twenty seventy seven. Um, there are these things in the game called brain dances. Mm-hmm. Which is basically, it's kind of like that movie. Uh, what should we call it? End of days. Uh, I think it's end of days I'm thinking of where you can uh, record like your memories and your emotions. You're thinking of the movie Strange Days. Strange Days. Yeah. (laughs) I'm on an Arnold Schwarzenegger kick and he's end of days. (laughs) Strange Days. And then other people can play them back. And that's like a big form of like entertainment. Um, But if one's really good, you say it has real feel, which is Mm. what we say now about good weather forecasting technology. I mean, I don't think it's good weather forecast. I think it's it's it's. Uh, well, you can say it's fifty degrees, but the real feel is forty-five because it's kind of dry or it's damp and windy. Yeah, or whatever. that doesn't make any sense. It, it were you're you would be the guy in the future, like somebody would be like, "Well, I re- this uh, brain brain dance is very real feel," and you'd be like, "No, it's not." They're all real feel. They're playing back emotions and memories to your cerebral cortex. Real feel doesn't make any sense. And people yeah, would be I'm, like, I'm telling oh, right God. now that real feel doesn't make any sense. I am that guy. I'm very yeah. much the guy you claim I am. Yeah, well, you'd you'd get uh, some kind of a, like a cybernetic wet blanket installed. <laughs> and you in the future. You got stuff teasing me so much, Tom. <laughs> Or else what? Or else what? Everyone will be sorry? Is that what you're going to say? Oh, it's not what I... I don't like this episode. I hate these Tom episodes. We'll see you next week for another new Tom episode. That was a HeadGum Podcast.